everybody welcome to rpg cast episode 630 for the week of may 7th 2022 i'm chris Brivett here bringing you this week's show about moogle joints and <laughs> dabbing moogles Na- dabbing moogles i'm criticizing the moogle dabbing emote that hair frog has added to the channel which is delightful that we have a, a dabbing moogle now if you're a subscriber you get to use that emote so go subscribe now on twitch.tv slash rpgamer but the way the joints have been done you know, if I say it, it's going to ruin it for other people. So I'm not going to say it. Tell me, leave your comments in the show thread what you think about the dabbing Moogle and prove me wrong. All right. <laughs> Ugh. I just can't unsee it now, Tam. Ah, uh, joining me, Robert Albright. Hi. Hello. And, and and I'm 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 all about the Moogles and the dabs. Uh, yep. And uh, Josh Carpenter. I'm also pro two elbow Moogle. No, no, it has too many elbows. Um, and then now, now people won't be able to unsee it. That's terrible. Uh, nah. I don't even see it. I mean, I, I just don't see it. I mean, you've got the bend in the front, and then the bend that he's looking into. So you've got a bend around the side I of his body, it's like a shoulder and, and the, the elbow. That's how I look at it. Um, his shoulder would be floating off the side of his torso if if that's his shoulder. Because he's turned to look into it, like his maybe, shoulder can't be that far out. Double jointed. I mean, he has two shoulders. Now you've made it worse. <laughs> I said double jointed. Double shouldered. Double jointed shoulder all across the sky. Uh, no Kelly Ryan this week. She's doing something. I don't remember what. And uh, then, uh, uh, and of course, as usual, no Anna Marie. But we're, we are still we are still talking about Anna Marie as though she will return one day in hopes that talking about it enough will make it happen. <laughs> it's possible. Maybe. Maybe. Think you can guilt her into it? No. no. Uh, I guilted yeah. her into it for too long, so I'm not allowed to do that anymore. <sighs> Come post your dabby moogles at twitch.tv rpgamer. You can catch the show live 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. We're going to jump right into what we've been playing because we've got someone who isn't on the show normally. Tam, tell us about how you've been playing SRW for the last 30 years. I know. I, I, well, pretty much, like at least the last 15 for sure. Uh-huh. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no. I've, so the uh, last DLC for uh, SRW 30 came out and uh, I picked it up. And uh, so all, all these new units that are um, in, in some cases, they're not, uh, they're new units to SRW 30, but they've been around in many iterations of super robot wars. Uh, we had the uh, Valtums, um armor trooper Valtums, uh Chirico come back um, with his scope dog, but they did a new armor pack for it, which was unique to SRW 30. Uh, they also brought in uh, Dan Cougar, and uh, they gave it the ultimate Dan Cougar, which was actually only ever in the manga, never before in Super Robot Wars either. Um, they also brought in Sanger Zonvolt and uh, Ratzel von Fiensmacher. You don't even know uh, how to say these. Nobody knows how to say these, do they? I I do. The dry crutes crates faces and new. Oh goodness! 
Why are they all German? Uh, dry, dry Cruz. Well, I mean, Sanger Zonvolt. Oh, it's and, the uh, anime. Okay. Yeah. Well, Sanger Zonvolt and uh, Ratzel von Fiendsmacker are like very are very traditional. Did you say von Fiendsmacker? Von Fiendsmacker means the mysterious gourmet. Okay. Because it's, it's an alias that he go, the character goes by. Whatever. <laughs> so um, he, he's he's a very good cook. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, and then they also brought in this unit from one of the games. I don't know which one this one's from. And I think it's e- it's either from one of the mobile games or so. But uh, but. The uh, last DLC also brings with it the what is the true, true ending of the game, where you find out the machinations behind what caused the events of the base game. Which you already knew, didn't you? Right, because I, I had beaten the base game, so I was just playing through the DLC. So, But you'd already gotten the true ending. Yeah, but I, now well, we have the, the even true, more true, true, true ending. ending. Okay, got it. Yeah, the, that's how come I'm I'm specifically calling it the true true ending. The more and, true ending. Yeah, more true ending. So, yeah. Um, and I actually enjoyed it. Uh, the last boss fight is a bit of a slog, like most uh, Super Robot Wars last boss fights. Uh, took me about forty five minutes to complete it, but as far as the last last battle, but um, I. It really, it really wrapped up the game, though. It it actually gave it a very good conclusion. So, I I'm happy with the DLC and where they went. Um, the units are fun, and of, as you can see, uh, if you're watching this live, uh, you know it's giant mecha explosions all over the place. So that was, so I'm I'm I was happy with that purchase, and uh, I cannot wait to see uh, where they're going. And this is it for SRW30. So um, they're probably moved on to their next game in the series, which doesn't surprise me because it, it doesn't uh, take them long. They they tend to churn out like one a year, pretty much, don't they? Yeah, one a year, one every other year. So Gitter Beam. Yes. Okay. Uh, that was also another completely new unit, which is the uh, Ghetto Robo from Ghetto Robo just, and the last game, three minutes of the world. This game, I, sometimes I think Super Robot Wars is just about watching these cutscenes on the screen where um, a Gundam shoots things from right to left, and that's all the game is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that real? And it's always right to left. And and it's there's never a map. I never see a map. I never see actual story <laughs> development. One, I, I played one of the OG ones shortly that was poorly translated and lost interest in minutes. Um, I, I mean, it, the the map is just like a normal tactical RPG. But whenever you actually you know engage one of the enemies, you get this one one's just a transformer. <laughs> well, that's Ankuga. It looks like a transformer. Yeah, that's from Cyber Beast Force Dan Cougar. Is is it a transformer or not? That's all I want to know. No, it's a combiner. Oh, okay. Um, combiner sounds a lot like transformer in some ways. Just it saying. Does, it oh, does, look, he uh, did a special attack from the right side of the screen that did a lot of damage on the left side. Yeah, 
Well, the right side is always your units. The Who left side cares? is always like, attacking. like this is just the same thing with different mecha on the right side, and you're just going to watch have, the same attack animation four hundred times. <laughs> have you not played a strategy RPG ever? But they don't take this long each time you watch the attack. Like, there should be normal attacks too. Is this every attack is this long? <laughs> Everything's a special attack. <laughs> Why? <laughs> but because they're mecha fans, Chris. They want to see this. Yeah, it's but a, I want to see it scripted all... and with with consequences and stuff. And this is just well, oh, well there's story too in the games. What are these it's little like chibi ones this. now? Oh, there's oh, a that, Soccer that, Wars that, one. That's just that's just there's a Soccer Wars mech in there. Yeah, they're in the yeah. DLC. That was one of the previous DLCs. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think this series is for me. Like, I think the mechs are cool. I just, the game flow is very, I don't no, think it's no, for this me. Is, this is like very over the top animation, anime. I know, but like you're taking the cool parts attacks. of the anime and making it boring by repeating it too much. Is No, this isn't yeah, for you, me. I shouldn't criticize this. This yeah, isn't no, for me. The, <laughs> and, I, and I will tell you, the last boss fight, I didn't have animations on. You can actually turn okay. off animations. Yep. You can speed up the combat. And it's what still I, took me by the way, when minutes. I play games like Fire Emblem, guess what I do? I turn off the animations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And see, that's... And yeah, you can speed up combat. You can you can turn off animations. You can skip combat. The fights still take a long time in Super Robot Wars, even with all that. Okay. So, did you play uh, anything the else? Only, so the other thing I've been playing, of course, is Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay. Um, did you get a house I, yet? I've had a house. No. Oh, did you get a new one? I mean, isn't that all fixed now? Can we do housing lotteries for real? No, it's not been. Uh, they still been haven't fixed. fixed it. They're still. Uh, they found out what caused the yeah, bug. Yeah, like now they ages ago. Now fix it now. Yeah. So um, the fix is coming in in, a f- in one of the future um, part of this patch cycle. Um, but no, I already have a house. Uh, I have one of the wor- one of the low end plots in Old Da. I have a nice big carbuncle house that i've shown off on stream a few times and um is it a huge a medium or small uh medium i have a medium you got a medium all right i, I my unfortunately that's what my our fc house dec- is yeah unfortunately my interior decorator ha- has uh i have to uh kind of plead with her to interior decorate right now but she's busy interior decorating a large house over on malboro i uh i just learned that there's servers where you can go and choose interior decoration layouts and hire people to do it for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. My, my interior decorator, I, I just have to bribe with pizza. Well, that's, that's convenient. Yes, um, most, mostly cause she's down the hall. Yeah. Uh, cause like, otherwise the, the interior decorators, they want like somewhere between 17 and a hundred million gill, depending on the design and the house. And they spend all day glitching housing items into into place for you, which is yeah. wild to me. But all right, yeah. No, my my wife has looked up guides on how to do some of those, and and she's a. a but uh, so, I'm. I can't it, wait. Does to she sell her home. services? And I know that sounds awful when I ask it that way. Does she sell her interior decorating services <laughs> to others? Uh, 
she does not. Okay. She she only does it for fun. Um, I do know some people right. who have um sold their services for that. Oh boy. Okay. Like for in game, not mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. out of, not mm-hmm. out of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, it sounds like it could be quite profitable, but you're also putting in a lot of work. Yes. But some people really enjoy the housing aspect of it. So. Um, the only, so the next big thing is I, I've only ran the new raid twice, so um, but it's a, I think it's a very fun raid. Um, the biggest news about Final Fantasy XIV this week, and it actually happened uh, Thursday during stream, was I hit level 90 on Samurai. Oh, the world rejoiced. So I have uh, five classes left, which are two tanks and three healers. <laughs> you do them all, huh? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, well, I mean, if you got them all to eighty, there's actually a mount you get for that. Okay. And that is the you actually get. That's how you get the Amaro mounts from. Uh, oh, that's how you get it. Okay. Yep, yep. Getting every uh, combat class except for Blue Mage to eighty. Yep. So, um, otherwise, it's been a pretty quiet gaming week for me. Um, outside of the those two games that's really been about it so i am vaguely interested in finding out about what you've been playing though josh about what i've been playing yes what what have i been playing that's been interesting i'm I'm, i don't know well why don't you go through the list so i'm interested oh okay Ah, uh, I've also not been playing too much this week. Uh, just more stuff on the Steam Deck when I haven't been like totally stressed out, and not, not wanting to play, not just kind of wanting to sit there and watch TV and not think about anything. Uh, I played more Valkyria Chronicles. I got through that the the first chapter seven, which is kind of the first nasty uh, difficulty spike, which wasn't that bad. And I don't know if that's because I could remember what the heck some of the stuff you were supposed to do or just got pot lucky on how my, my, my troops were kind of like laid out. Uh, um, which, one's, which one's that map? Seven is the first map where you have to face one of the giant tanks in the game. Okay. Uh, the desert one, right? Yep. The desert one where it's the first one where you have to fight a giant tank and it, it, it is basically invulnerable to regular attacks. And then it has this one giant cannon that it uses. And every time it uses that, it has to like stop for a turn and it cool off. And then you have to use that turn to run in with your, uh, your units and uh, toss a, a grenade into the radiators to blow them up one by one. And then once you've, there are three of them on the tank and once you've blown up two of them, Selvaria, the Valkyria shows up and she's essentially invulnerable and we'll just slaughter. Oh, that's the, your- that's the map I got to the first time I played this game and never finished. Yeah. Cause yeah. she kept slaughtering me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and so the the way the game the way that one map is programmed is like at, like i said you take out the first two radiators and then silvaria shows up and she will just run directly to the tank and protect the tank and the thing is is if you i think some of it is just luck if you have taken out the radiators on the side that sh- of the tank she happens to go to like you're okay, but if she's at, you know, like if you haven't gotten the radiator where she's like standing right in front of that on the tank, like I don't know how you would beat the mission. You'd just be screwed. 
because she's I, I was like reading about it. Apparently, she's not completely invulnerable. She just has like 50,000 hit points. So it's possible to actually kill her if you have like if you've played the game before and you have all the best weapons and all of the orders like that. I was reading about it. like there's this whole strategy for how you can kill her. But the game doesn't acknowledge it because you're not supposed to be able to do it. <laughs> But I'm so curious for Kelly to play it because, like, that is that is definitely the this huge difficulty spike. And I don't know, it wasn't that bad this time, but I don't know how much of that is just you know dumb luck or you know like the memories of playing it before or just dumb luck. Because if your troops are scattered right along the path that Selvaria is going to run to the tank, like you just get wiped out because you're you're all the weapons and stuff that you have at that point can't do anything to her. And she just has this attack that just is just brutal. And I mean, even the interception fire, even it basically gets to the point where you can't even move. If she's got a line of sight to any of your, uh, any of your troops, because she will just wipe them out. If I remember right though, part of the trick with that map is there are destructible walls that you're supposed to like break down to block paths. Yeah, yep, that's what you're doing. You're you're dis- you're uh, knocking these walls in the way of the the tank, so the tank has to use its main cannon. And every time the tank uses its main cannon, like I said, it spends a turn just having to sit there and cool down. And that's when you can go in and attack the radiators. <laughs> so so there, there's all of that going on. But like I said, that last radiator, you got to deal with Selvaria. Is there a way to yeah. use that one lady and kill this map in one turn? Uh. Not, I bet you there not is. Not really. Not not if you're playing. Not the first time you're <laughs> oh, okay. playing it anyway. Right. Like yeah, some of the stuff, some of the stuff you were seeing, Chris, is where someone's already played the game through once and has her all of her potentials unlocked and has you know the best weapons and all the different all the best orders, so you can kind of like over, <laughs> totally over level. Like there's a lot of the maps that you can go back and do a second time where you can just do with uh, Alicia and just do them in like you know a couple of turns basically. Okay, but that 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 game, it it still really lives up for me. I love that game so much, and yeah. uh, I honestly, also... the first map I had issues with was not that map. I yeah. do, I thought that. Uh, um, I think I just had the units in the right place where I was able to take out the tank fast enough where it wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, the map I first had big issues with was the bridge. Oh, even slightly earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you're fighting the tank that goes along the bridge and you have to destroy the bridge. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's actually later. Yeah, that's le- the the yeah 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 that's at the where you're up there at the mines and you got that tank that goes back and forth between different places and 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 shoots at you and you have to like sneak up and stick a bomb underneath the uh, trestles to blow it up yeah 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 that one's a, another tough mission there that's part of what I love about Valkyria Chronicles is just like how many how many different ways it makes you. Yeah, all of the different maps are very well designed so that there are a lot of different challenges on the different maps. You know, it's it's not the same thing over and over again where I'm just taking my troops and I'm just moving from one side and slaughtering everyone to get all the way to the other side. There's a lot of different a lot of different ways that you have to kind of pick apart the different maps. It really makes you think. 
And and also with that map, I remember there were the not the desert one, but the uh, the mine one is that there were uh, landmines on it, too. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the ones where you had tons of landmines. I think that was one. I remember that being one of the few times I actually used engineers to take out landmines. Usually you could just kind of like if you're paying attention, you can just run around them or ignore them or, you know, you have different strategies like. If you've got your tank and it's just for uh, infantry landmines, you can just run your tank over them and clear pass or use lancers for that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I remember that being one where you really did have to use the engineers and use them to disable the landmines and get rid of uh, some of the uh, – that was also one where you had to use the engineers to take out the – there were like any tank barricades. Oh, yeah, yeah, with with, uh, razor wire. Yeah. So it was, one of, it was one of those, like a lot of times the engineers you could sometimes kind of almost ignore because the engineers are by far the weakest offensive units, but they have the ability to like, it's the only way you can heal the tank and they can re- restock all of your all of your enemy, all of your characters who have limited ammo. And then that map was one of the few where like they were like a key feature because you had to use them to kind of, so you could get your tank into all the different areas that it needed to go into. Just love Valkyria Chronicles. More people should play that game. <laughs> ah. And then, what? Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, yes, it's very clear you love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I started up Pixel Remaster of Final Fantasy VI. Okay. Uh, on, the, on the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I think, I, you know, I played five on the iPad. I think it looks better on the Steam, ste- Steam Deck. I think that pixel art looks better on the slightly smaller screen. Yeah, I that, think even that's on a, not surprising, right? That makes sense. I mean, I mean, you know, like there isn't that giant gaping gap between the Steam Deck and like an, I played the other one on an iPad. I mean, it's not a huge difference, but I still think the iPad like stretches out the art, yeah. the pixel art a little bit, and it looks a I little bit better. I bet if you had a smaller screen still, it would look even better Probably. to a degree. I, I think it just has more to do with the, the, the I, I don't think the iPad uses like the normal dimensions that like normal monitors and normal um, like it does smartphones. Not. Yeah, yeah, it's so pretty close to four by three. I mean, in fairness, Steam Deck isn't nine, sixteen by nine either. It's mm. it's slightly stretched taller as well because it's twelve hundred by eight hundred. Uh, there should be black bars if if these things are scaling by integer, and that would be useful. But I guess I don't know if they are or not. I don't know. It looks really good. I, I'll I'll say like I don't absolutely hate the the font on the Steam Deck. I don't know something. Maybe I don't also absolutely hate the font. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> it looks. It doesn't look quite as. Uh, it's high praise. Know, garish. It's terrible, Josh. It's terrible font. And you can go in and fix it. I haven't done that yet. I've, I need to play around with like. So. Any sort of um, mods that are built into the the Steam mod community, like you can do most of them straightforwardly on the Steam Deck. If they're not directly through the Steam mods, you you know, like you have to jump through some hoops to do that. And I haven't done that yet. Is it really that important, Chris? Do I really have to go and change yes. the font? It's if there's, if the, it's, I mean, if you want to do, you don't even have to download mods. Just copy the Japanese font over the English one and rename it. Just that's oh, it. Oh, cool. That I'm that, sure I can do that. That's that's already a major improvement. I'll have to look. I'm sure someone has told me how to do that. There are better. There are other. There are better fonts that I found, but like just the Japanese one's great. 
that like, that fixes mo yeah like that that at it least just makes looks it much better more, yeah yeah i'll have to figure out, i'm sure there's some way to do it because like that's the yeah, thing you go about in the file deck, i mean you get just a PC. you plug in a mouse and a keyboard you yep. net you right click on the game in steam and say manage local files mm-hmm. and you find it's it's like um ff6 underscore en dot ttf and then ff6 underscore ja dot ttf something like that you just copy the it's like you find the font files in one of the subdirectories and you copy the one onto the other done i um, mean that's the that's yeah. the great thing and the 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 crazy thing about the steam deck it you, is you it can is follow the same PC. directions can, more or less that you find for the windows version yeah <laughs> Because it is just a PC. You could get yeah. into the Linux mode and just, yeah, yeah. like, yep, I can move yep. around. I, yep. 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 <laughs> it's crazy and great. And, and I, I, I absolutely, I really like the Steam Deck. I mean, it is very much a niche product, but I find myself playing it all the freaking time now. Do you, so how, where? Fun. How? Are you holding it? Isn't it heavy? Yeah. Doesn't no. it hurt your wrists? No. It, despite being big and bulky, like the ergonomics on it are actually pretty dang good. Like it, you know, like it's chunky right there at the the handhold parts where you hold it, and it feels actually really comfortable, even holding it for hours at a time. It is not a. I mean, that was something with if you go all the way back, to like PSP, like you would play something that was a story heavy RPG or a, a, you know, kind of like one of those visual novels sl- half slash RPGs where there'd be tons of text. And I, you know, like you could play it just kind of one handed a lot of times, like you're not going to play anything on the steam deck one handed. That's not, that is definitely not the case, but it is actually really comfortable to just hold when you're holding it in two hands. I haven't had any issues with that. I'm, I'm glad to honestly hear that it, it was because that was kind of the big, detractor for a lot of people is it looked so unwieldy i don't think it's any more unwieldy than say i mean it's really not that much bigger than a switch it really isn't if a switch uh, yeah because it kind of i kind of had the same design as a switch but uh, just a lot of people were um you know bashing it for the for kind of where everything was located but i'm glad oh, no no I, can, I and i understand it like the, the you know like i can understand people being kind of concerned about that like it, it's it's definitely the switch itself is kind of big and bulky and not really that portable <laughs> and so you're going to make something even bigger it you know without actually being able to put your hands on it it, it i can understand people being you know uh skeptical of that that sort of bulk and size but I don't know. Like it's been, it's been pretty comfortable for me. I've, I've really, I really like the way it's built. It feels like a, it also just, you know, feels like a really nice piece of uh, hardware. I mean, and definitely Valve has seemed to be like, there are updates for that thing. (laughs) It feels like every like two or three days they're updating something and making it a little bit better. And they seem to actually be pushing on it. Like it's something we're starting to see where all these games are actually talking about their steam deck support. Yeah. We'll have a story about that later. Uh Uh-huh. So maybe valve is actually kind of getting behind this thing for once rather than just like kicking some piece of hardware out and then, then just letting it die. In, in total silence and ignominy. But 
like the beginning like i i didn't get very far into six pixel remaster but it was like okay you know like after people talking about the opening that is we why did they keep so the original yep, thing i know you walk and technology. there's no f- credits and there should be credits and they didn't put the credits because those people didn't work on this version of the game but also what the hell <laughs> there's well, just like, nothing that, that's fine then why did why didn't they just cut it out i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it goes on for like a minute and a half i know <laughs> but i mean i i i like mentally understand why but experience experientially it doesn't feel good yeah it's like it's, it's this wasn't a good experience <laughs> If I if I hadn't known from listening to you and other people talk about it, I would have been very confused. Like, is this game broken right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, nope, like, that's just a choice on? they made. <laughs> You're gonna walk through the snowfield for a minute and a half with nothing on the screen other than your magic armor and playing Terra's theme, and just enjoy. <laughs> as as Narsh comes into view, yep. although the. the you know, that's also one of the first instant, you know, like you can tell the work they did on the game before you get to it. But because of that, zo- the, you know, Narsh coming in, you could actually see like details of the houses and whatnot. And that's, I think, part of where they were trying to like show off. This is what the work we've done on this. And I think that's part of the reason they may have left it. I Whether get, or not that's like, the actual game, whatever, like you weren't going to see that otherwise. Like if the work that if they need to showcase it in that way for you to notice it, like was it worthwhile work to begin with? <laughs> well, it's something like okay, they could do that. They could have cut it down to like ten or fifteen seconds. You know, it didn't need uh-huh. to be a minute. Well, that but long. then the song would cut off early. Yeah, <laughs> that whole sequence is timed, and yeah, and that song choices is- were made. And that and that song is like one of the most iconic Final Fantasy VI songs. But you're gonna hear it a lot anyway. <laughs> I'm uh, true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so po- it's so popular and well known. It's the song that plays when you use the mount in Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. <laughs> On two different major tech mounts. <laughs> yeah. So oh, well. you've been playing more six too, Chris. Uh, yeah, I do that every week here on the channel, and Sunday afternoon to evening, I do my little, let's let's make some more progress in Final Fantasy VI. I'll do voices when there's, you know, cutscenes or interactions, and it's been fun. Um, we're making progress through the world of Ruin now. We went it's up. It's really, and it's been yeah. really fun watching you play, you know. Because I was, I was, yeah, I did the uh, Cultist Tower last time. It used to be the Fanatics Tower, right? Did yeah, they... I think they were called Fanatics. Oh, because they didn't want to say cultists. Right. Okay. Right. All right. So it's a cultist tower then. And uh, yeah, I went through that probably a bit under leveled. It was interesting, but we got through it. Almost got stuck at the top because <laughs> I couldn't beat the boss fight. <laughs> that was so. Um, like everyone in the chat's like, well, do this, this, or this. I'm like, well, I'd have none of those things. So <laughs> we're going to just drain this guy of MP so that he can't cast the spell to kill us. And it's going to take play, forever, but it worked. <laughs> and, and play, uh, and, and, and pray that Umaro doesn't like body slam. Him. <sighs> yeah. I, I was like, I'm going to be so clever. I'm going to bring Umaro. He'll still be able to physically attack people. He's going to wipe the floor of this tower. It's like, oh wait, no! Now you're a liability. 
Because <laughs> you didn't have ra- rasp re-raise. on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had no re-raise. Yep. Yeah, you had no re-raise, and the boss, if he has MP, will cast Ultima yep. on your party, on wiping death. you off. Yep, yep, and then you're done, and like, well, maybe I'll live through it. I've got, like, this person with maxed out magic defense. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. Apparently there Ultima no doesn't defense. care. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I will admit, I usually end up having Ultima before I do the finale, the, uh, cultist hour. Yeah. And, and that's how I get through most of the fights, because goes through reflect mm-hmm. it goes through you know there is no real defense and it either does full damage or in the case where you're the people casting it on the enemies does five thousand damage that's a hit so yeah i don't uh I, mistakes I don't, were made yeah mistakes were made <laughs> this week i think um i don't know where we're going probably uh to a very under level trek into where gogo is or something like that i don't know <laughs> well, you gotta get lock too i got lock oh i missed I, that yeah i got lock so we did I we must, did I phoenix cave a, and then wrapped up yep that must have been uh i i went and got food after yeah that. that's when we did it okay so uh lock um has the the shortest grieving period we've ever seen for anybody <laughs> to get ready well, to go and date celeste again but let's also let's also make note that I mean he's kind of been grieving for decades. Yes, which means it should be even harder for him to sort out his feelings and get himself you know back into the right state of mind because he's literally been wrecking himself for a decade. <laughs> like, oh, now she's back. Oh, she's gone. Oh. All right, I'm good now. Let's go, Celeste. Like, what? No, 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 (laughs) no. Go take a nap or something at least. No. (laughs) That's not how this works. (laughs) And I still, I'm telling you, that creepy guy in the basement, he was doing, mm, I I don't trust him. I don't trust him is all I'm going to say. I don't want to say other things because that's really gross, but like, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I'm glad we've we've set her Rachel on her way. <laughs> you did kill the uh, red dragon while you were in the cave, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've killed every dragon I've come across so far. Okay. So only three or four left. I forget. So we'll we'll keep working on the dragons. And then, yeah, well, one of them's going to be in Odin's castle, as um, I, as I mentioned, which is yeah. uh, you get to through. Yeah, By that's way, one of the places one I of look the at. Yep. down there because that is a master Tom Barry. Yeah, I didn't do well against the first Tom Barry, but you know we worked it out. Um, yeah, because Moogle Moogle was MVP that fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was going bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, are you going to be around tomorrow? Uh, Maybe. unless I should, on uh, depends on, um, you know, stuff. when we decide to do food run and, and, or if work goes really, really sideways. Yeah, Tam here is like the living strategy guide for this game. So it's great. Yeah. Although <laughs> I will have it in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, I will admit last week one of the th- details i gave i went to the wiki to pull because it was going to be faster than me trying well, i to, have like, to like like when you're not around i'm like oh i guess i better look this up because this no i gave you the answer but then i had to like expunge on the answer and i was like it's going to be faster 
for me to copy paste this than it is for me to actually type <laughs> it. Fair enough. I knew the answer. It's just, you know, I know when I can give the quick answer yeah. and when I need more expunge, you know. It's definitely more fun for me when the chat just tells me rather than going and looking it up, though. So that's been yeah. fun. Um, yeah, no, the, the, I got to do more betting in the Coliseum, too. Great. Shoot. Um, I didn't spend time this week doing Coliseum bets. I'm going to have to think about that. You know what? People will watch it. You know, Why? You would be surprised. People will people will watch the stupidest stuff. Oh, but then I don't want to really. I don't want to waste their time. Uh, yeah, that's how come I did the ABP, ABP grinding off. off I need to, I need to stream. figure out somebody some way to um not not some way. I need to get a list of like here's the things that it's worth spending time to learn for Gao. And then sort his list so they're all at the top. So I actually know what I'm doing with them when I have them out. I don't. There, there isn't a way to sort the list. Oh, well, then at least make sure he he knows them. <laughs> yeah, just the first half. Then I've I've always had them. You know, a lot of people will say uh, the one you've been using for cat scratch. Yep. My personal favorite is all. I don't know what the new if it's been renamed or not, but I it's the I O spider weapon. Okay. You know, it's the big spider mech okay um that's down in odin's castle oh so i need to go interact with that first then yeah that one because it um it has flare star which for a lot of enemies um is non-elemental i have seen one enemy like recover hp from it but it's basically kind of like the uh crusader um or what was known as crusader magicite i don't know if that's been renamed um in which it does uh whereas instead of damaging everybody it only damages your enemies so that's how come i always recommend that one that's nice yeah yeah so um trying i i really don't i the three main ones i use is early game mammoth middle game is pterodon because it does a lesser like meteor and then late game is IO. Those are like the three I always use because they hit everybody. I don't really use much for Gal. Um, oh, you also have Cyan's Castle to uh, Doma Castle to do. Don't no, you? we did that. We went and did oh. Mo Larry Curly. Oh, okay, okay, I must have missed that. Yeah, that was uh, the previous week. That was also very hard to do at the level I was at. <laughs> yeah, the, you're. I. I there's like a certain order of events you should do things in level wise, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's hard. Some like I've been, I've been in the same boat you were uh, with that house, you know, being under leveled with Celeste several times. Cause it's easy. Cause if you don't use Celeste in the world of balance, she's under leveled to do the house. Yeah. It's like, I wonder if there's a list of what is the, intended order for the world of ruin proper world of ruin order oh here we go i I will admit i had the official nintendo power strategy guide as a kid oh okay (laughs) narsh then zozo then cave on the veldt then ozer's mansion then ebbets rock whatever that is uh that's the the media one with uh okay oh oops Cyan's Dream, then Triangle Island, 
then Ancient Castle, then Phoenix Cave, then Call to Star. Okay, cool. I've already knocked the top two off. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Go in the wrong direction, folks. <laughs> yeah, the Ancient Castle is Odin's castle. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So now that I've knocked out some of that other, I'm I feel good doing whatever. Then, if you go the order of the monsters in the Game Boy Advance bestiary, though, it would be Zozo, Cave in the Velt, Ozer's Mansion, Phoenix Cave, Narsh, Triangle Island, Cyan's Dream, Ancient Castle, Cultist Tower, Ebbets Rock. <sighs> yeah, Ebbets Rock is usually one of the last ones you, to do, only because of the fact you have to have Strago. But it has really low-level monsters. Okay, cool. Interesting. The boss fight in there is actually a little tough. Uh, does give Strago's uh, one of Strago's better um, blue uh, blue spells though, which is Trine. Mm-hmm. Oh right, I need to go back to Narsh and have Locke open the doors. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you get Ragnarok, which you can either turn into a sword or you can get the Magicite, which gives you Ultima. Cool. At one x one times learn. Well, this is no, this I'm... is cool. We're getting close, so we have a couple more dungeons to clear out. Then I got to do some Coliseum bets, I guess. Um, and then yeah, um... I've, I've beaten the game without using the Coliseum. Yeah, but what fun is that? There's cool arm. I've... There's cool items in it. I've also the guy who spends like thirty hours grinding on the Velt. Yeah, I mean, I could do that or grind in Kefka's Tower. Um, actually, no. The Brachiosaur Forest is where you get levels, and the Desert is where you get AP. So, yeah. And uh, see, I usually, I usually use the Velt because then I'm not actually leveling. Ah, oh, okay. Well, I get the AP. Mm-hmm. 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 That's fair, because then you can use the level up bonuses for leveling rather than exactly. trying to get spells. Yep. Oh, fun game. Okay, so uh, that I'll pick that back up tomorrow. Uh, let me talk about that. Oh, I started playing Stellaris last week. So I've been watching uh, Spiffing Brit, and he plays a lot of strategy PC games, and so it inspired me to try one. And I'm like, oh, what's one that I could try to break? So Stellaris, all the exploits he listed have long since been patched. So I wasn't able to do any of those. But then I got sucked into actually just playing Stellaris, like legit. So I've spent the whole week playing a game of Stellaris because it takes forever. It yeah. takes so long. I've yeah, lost so-, so much sleep this week. It was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, some of those some of those PC strategy games just are very long games. There is a point oh, the in this game. Ones, yeah. There is a point in this game where um, I colonized a planet. Sup- Supreme Commander too. Yep. Oh, is that Paradox? I didn't know that was Paradox. No, that's a uh, big huge, big huge. That's big, just an RTS, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's again some of those particular games, some of those ones that are like that, just take forever in a day. So I I colonized a planet, and they had these subterranean snake people things, and that's I happened. kept I kept not wanting to to hurt them because I just wanted them to become friends with me. So I kept yeah, you know, we could kill them and and burn them or not. So I kept letting them around, letting them like level up. Then all of a sudden they started stealing mining equipment and driving it around. <laughs> and like yeah, I'm still not going to kill it. Um and then and then the the plot points like, "So 
they took one of our ships and do you want to shoot the ship down or just let them escape into space with it i'm like fuck it snakes on a plane so they they took the ship into space and the snakes went on their merry way and i didn't see them since <laughs> are they gonna come back and wipe you out at the end um uh, i finished the game no they did not <laughs> snakes just they went off and had their own adventure they just snakes on snakes on a starship um i'm like okay nice stellars um no what actually happened is like i had like the the game will end with like some sort of end game crisis there's different things that can happen in mine it was an alien invasion that you had to go kill these really strong the snakes no these they were these void alien things so they're really strong enemies and so I, 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 I marshal my forces. I start destroying them all. I'm making progress. And then partway through this crisis, the fallen empire in the galaxy, which has done nothing the entire freaking game, just decided, hey, by the way, we're back and we're going to start taking over the world again. And they just destroy the, the, the empire that was um, surrounding them and reached out and grabbed every unclaimed territory on the map including the territory that had the final plot point space station that I need to, to attack to kill the final boss of the crisis. I couldn't finish the game because they were sitting on it and they were way stronger even than these, these crisis aliens were. So I had to spend another 50 years in the game making my empire stronger and stronger and stronger, wait until the ownership of the Federation, the Joining a federation was a mistake. Like it was very peaceful and very good at, at, at resolving our issues. It meant I was hamstrung and couldn't declare war on these people when it would have made sense to do so. <laughs> it's a long story. Me and the federation had issues, so, so I had to spend forever getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger until I could take these guys on. I eventually had to leave the federation so I could take them on. I clear them out. I kill the thing. The game immediately says, oh, good, you finished. And it pops up a a score screen, and I was third. I didn't even win the game. I'm the only one taking any sort of decisive action to finish the crisis and fix things, and I don't even get credit for winning. So I think I'm done with Stellaris for now. (laughs) That that, that Fallen Empire was really strong. I I needed to level up even more, really, but... If I if I had wiped them happen. out and taken all their territory and then gone and finished the game, I would have been fine, I bet. But it, the game needed to end. <laughs> there was nothing happening at this point. It's like I can't expand uh, further. Uh, this the game's way, boring now. About the snakes, all I can think of is like they they were basically kobolds. Yeah, that's how I pictured the kobolds doing, like you know, stealing your mining equipment, riding you around, yep. stealing your spaceship, being like peace people. Yeah, we out. <laughs> it's like, all right, we well. out. <laughs> and so they were. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, do a D and D campaign of kobolds that act like this. Oh well, so they're gone. I'm gone, and now, um, so yeah, I, I'm still kind of on a strategy kick, but I also have 14 to finish, which I keep saying, which it's the game is never going to end. It seems like, which is fine. <laughs> I guess I just I have an endemic status with Final Fantasy 14 in my life at this point, which is cool. Um, but I also picked up some other strategy games on sale this week, um, including uh, or and and some Sims. So on my playlist for oh wait I should talk about this at the end when we talk about what we're gonna play. Yeah, I'll do it then. I'll do it then. I have other I have other I have other games planned, but they're not RPGs, so nobody cares. We should talk about what 
the feedback. All right. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm good with feedback. I, the so. what would RP what RPG crossover would you like to see was the question, and from Tobias Sender we got Valkyrie Valkyrie cross Valkyria the Profile Chronicles, which I just got to say <laughs> you win the feedback, sir. <laughs> I saw I I was I was copying these last night. I saw that I was like, that'd be kind of awesome. Yep, <laughs> the Profile Chronicles. <laughs> Which one of my characters am I going to sacrifice? Mm, delightful. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I, I, um, a little bit of heads up: there is a part one and a part two because uh, Platty put in two different responses. Okay, cool. Strawberry Egg says, "I'd love a game that's a crossover between the Tales series and Fire Emblem. Mostly, I would want it to star Tales characters. Maybe Anna can make a significant cameo, though, uh, with Fire Emblem gameplay in an original world." I think it would be neat to see the Tales characters as Fire Emblem classes and support conversations would take the place of skits. Although, honestly, I would just be happy with a tactical strategy RPG Tales of. Well, I mean, we've got, we've already had the Fire Emblem cross Shin Megami Tensei. Maybe we can get it. There's more chance of this than, than some of the other ones. Um, Um, And in technically like, I mean, there's Fire Emblem Warriors, which is not, it's a crossover with itself. Well, everyone gets a Musou crossover these days. This is true. <laughs> Platy's part one is give me something Dragon Quest cross Final Fantasy. In Japan and Asia, Itadaki Street had Dragon Quest cross Final Fantasy games, much less that US Fortune Street had Dragon Quest cross Ma- Mario. But let's get something with both Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy in it. Um, so, okay. So, do you want the Itadaki Street DQ in Final Fantasy, or, or what do you. Okay. A fighter, and, another and Minecraft clone, anything. a puzzle game, anything. Okay, cool. Noted. Um, I feel like there's already been one with both. I'm I'm probably wrong. Um, <laughs> we haven't had a Final Fantasy Musou yet, have we? So I don't think so. Oh, I I, I mean, Dissidia had uh, the the later Dissidia had like some style of that, but it's still like a fighter. Yeah. But part two of Platy was I've been missing level five quite a bit. How about a Nino Kuni cross Yokai Watch crossover? <laughs> You, not an annoying kid, protagonist can travel between worlds. While you're in the real world, you can collect yokai to battle with. While in the alternate world, you can collect familiars or higgledies or whatever you call them. Double the monster collecting for a double dose of level five. <laughs> and uh, Tam, you said you want to see Fire Emblem of Akira Chronicles. Ooh. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think of a response to this, and I was like, you know, how about like a good... Combination strategy, and I think, um, especially with what they've done with Fire Emblem Heroes, um, that would blend hold on, really you gotta well say it right like a- Fire Emblem Heroes! Yeah, there we go. Sorry, I was thinking Warriors, not Heroes. Oh, okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, with Warriors, um, I think that has shown that I the combination of putting that in like a Valkyria Chronicles setting would work fairly well as far as the style unfortunately since most valkyrie chronicles classes are uh um so so you want fire emblem with tanks i like this (laughs) i like it let's do it fire emblem with tanks are the tanks also dragons Probably. And yeah. You can date them right. And you can date them like too. 12, yeah. But, okay. You know, they're actually 3000 years yeah. old. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Just Sounds one good. tank. You, you can only date one of them. <laughs> the rest of your dating options are humans. Cause you know, 
most people wouldn't be into dating their tank. So we got to be, we got to keep it right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have the 500 year old dragon dating the 40 year old man. Perfect. Done. Oh, there's the sad part is that's more likely than you want to admit that that game would exist. All right. Let's get into the news. First up, Decision Red is launching in May. I don't even know what that is. It's a uh, so it's some sort of zombie survival thing. RPG, post-apocalyptic yeah. action RPG. Yeah, there's zombies. There's giant gorilla people. I don't know what's going on, but like they show the video and you can kind of see how you build up a base and get stronger and then have to deal with hordes of zombies. So go check that out. It's launching May 19th on PC via Steam and GOG. This sounds like half of those like mobile games that I I get ads for. I know. Here's the next story you're going to care a lot more about. All right. The next story is a real story. The Embracer Group has announced it's going to acquire Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal from Square Enix. Which I had to remind myself what the Embracer Group is because they just own THQ a, Nordic. Yes, and um, uh, Gearbox. Gearbox. And, yeah, yeah. They own yeah, a lot. I I found it very interesting that we were discuss that this news happened this week because I remember you were discussing on on last week's show yeah about the embracer group like who are these people and, yeah and and you went and went looking and they're like oh they're buying like ev- like everyone's up in arms about activision blizzard being bought by microsoft and here you have embracer group coming in and sweeping up all these other companies well mm-hmm. well i mean most of these things that they've swept up have been on kind of bargain value you know like i mean their big thing was buying up uh thq but that Wait, was when thq did went they buy perfect bankrupt. world away from tencent did they or do they just have partial um, stake uh, someone shared a graphic on one of my discords with like every company they own oh they bought them in december wow i didn't know they picked up perfect world okay uh saber interactive aspire media they're wow okay and uh deep silver that's amplifier Koch media madhead wait they own Koch. yeah Koch media uh handy games Okay, they are they are the video game industry at this point. There's (laughs) big publishers, and everyone else is owned by them. Uh, Black (laughs) Forest, Sony, and now Embracer. Yeah, Yeah, that's Uh, it. 3D Realms. Okay. Grimlore. Okay. Studios. That's too much. That's too much. Wild Hog. So, so this seems positive. uh, Like I do. So there's two angles to this. Like if you're a fan of deus ex and the the stuff that idos and what and crystal dynamics was turning out like it seems like they're probably embracer is probably going to invest money and make more of those games which seems good especially since deus ex seemed like it was kind of dead under square enix because you know it only sold whatever you know a couple million copies like that's crap (laughs) well and then um you know they also haven't overly touched the tomb raider ip since the third one came out yep okay so, um okay. I don't yeah so in the, in the chat for... in the okay. chat points out that the, they're not as big as activision blizzard slash king was but they're kind of as big as vivendi before activision bigger blizzard and king they're huge that's huge mm-hmm. 
That's huge. Yeah, so they may own a lot of smaller companies, whereas ABK, you know, is a much bigger company money-wise. Mm-hmm. But as far as actual companies go outside oh, of gosh. Ubisoft, who has 50,000 Ubisoft. If you just go by logo space, they, they're they um, the biggest, yeah. but obviously that's not you got to go by yeah, money and titles and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, they, uh, they, got, they've got Gearbox, they've got Black Forest, they've got. <laughs> I like Ubisoft is just a bunch of Ubisoft logos. Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> they, they have like four studios. And Let's then just condense else that to just Ubisoft and the other things. Do we really need every Ubisoft instance? Have we split out every individual studio everywhere else? I don't think so. I only see one logo for Bioware. So that this this chart was not really created with the same rules for every logo. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets the point across, I guess. <laughs> um I don't know how to share these in the show notes. Uh let's let's put this in the spreadsheet so you can find it um next to the embracer group. If you go to the show post there's uh there's a thread where you can see our show notes and you can find this image um just below the Embracer Group story. So, so Embracer is really uh, embracing the gaming industry like hands and fists here. Yeah. yeah. Yes, they are. So so seems like good news if you're a fan of like Deus Ex, like maybe we'll actually get another Deus Ex game. But it does kinda, it has re- revived all the talk about Square Enix and what the heck's happening to them because they're kind of selling this for what seems like not really a lot of money for $300 million. Well, and that, that it's, it's revived place. all the talk about whether some whether Square is going to get bought out by someone bigger. Well, actually, actually, part of that is um, there. A couple of different news reports have come out in regards to some of the games that have come out from this. Like, um, and first off, um, between the two Marvel games, Square lost two hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um, can I can I read the 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 charts Q and A at the bottom? Why even make this chart? A answer. I'll pick pointlessly moving around logos in Photoshop over the law of obligations any day of the week. <laughs> Question: Why isn't corporate group mentioned? Um, probably didn't have enough subsidiaries for me to bother. <laughs> Question: Why not compare revenue of favorite accounting term? Answer. This looks cooler. <laughs> Question. Does that mean I can't perform a market share anal- analysis by just looking at an image? Yes. The chart shouldn't be confused with the Wall Street Journal or The Economist. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and and that goes to what it's saying. ABK may be bigger money-wise, yeah. but as far as, like, total groups and whatnot. <laughs> it's not even on Racer here. Group, yeah, okay. Yeah, Racer Group really owns, like, so many of these. And now they're going to own Crystal Dynamics. They're now going to... Just, probably own and rename square enix montreal <laughs> mm-hmm. no like keep the name <laughs> <laughs> the, they're not allowed to i guarantee yeah, no, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll have uh, and then um uh, Natos. yeah it, they out of this deal like no one has really said what the heck you know because square enix and uh disney signed that huge deal for mark for square to make marvel related games mm-hmm and, Where does the Marvel end up? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the weird thing. Like, embrace. Oh, I actually, after I actually this, saw that. I actually no. saw the answer to that. What? Is um, Embracer Group is going to attempt to get those licenses from Marvel, 
or from Disney, but it is up to Disney. Yeah, they would yeah. have to approve any transfer. I'm not surprised that that was part of the contract. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an unfortunate. So Embracer Group is willing to take them. Square Enix is willing to get rid of them. The issue comes down to Disney. Yeah. Oh, well, here's well, Activision said, Blizzard. They're they under Microsoft that, on here. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, they did say that they are. They are the Embracer Group is getting the Marvel Avengers. You know that continuing game. So they're going to be responsible for at least that. But there's yeah nothing guaranteed that they're going to continue making it. And it's unclear right now if Square still has that contract and they're going to you know actually try and. Is make this more where Marvel we're all reminded that the Avengers game is still a continuing game? Yeah, supposedly. Well, well, it's it's doing better than Babylon Fall is. Okay. Well, Babylon Fall was, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's a that's a whole different level of failure. What was the other? What was the other Square Enix one? Um, Outrider. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. They've had quite a few. Yeah, you you start thinking about that. Like, yeah, Square's had some bombs in the last couple years. Apparently, Outrider exceeded expectations for selling, but it didn't recoup the money that was spent on making it. What does that even mean? Our expectations is this is going to fail. Oh, good. It ex- it didn't fail as bad as we thought. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, well, it's one of those games where they expect to make a ton of money on the tail, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, with some of the patches, it, drew, it drove people away from the game. Um, well, now we have new DLC coming for it. Paid DLC, so see how that goes but yeah no um someone in our discord just shared where babylon's falls concurrent player base on pc has dropped to one yeah yeah it was down in the single digits (laughs) are those are those graphs accurate though um they're usually you can actually see the live metrics off of steam so yes they're pretty accurate (laughs) oops (laughs) oh man Oh, I like that Take Two's all rock stars. <laughs> it's just rock star, yeah, rock star, rock star, rock star. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a ton of just rock star images. In there. <laughs> and then for Axis in the middle, they're like, hey. I mean, they have a couple other things, but there's just rock star. Rock star. Okay. Um. So I also like there's a studio called Cat Daddy. Yeah, I want to know what's going on at Cat Daddy. <laughs> I don't studio. know what they've made, but I could probably look it up. But this is more fun to speculate. Okay, so other things going on here. Um, is Square Enix shedding liabilities so that they can be acquired? Mm. I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. Or, or well, hopefully they're just you know like shedding all this other stuff and they're going to focus on their core business of Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest. <laughs> that, that that's. That's, you mean their core yeah. business of Babylon Fall and Outriders, which is also by the Square Enix Japan, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know about Babylon Fall. Uh, they are keeping the Outriders IP, but that oh, was delightful. made by a Western Studio too. All right. Some a lot of speculation is they're just trying to dump all their Western stuff because studios not not just because of poor sales, but having to manage. No, I know what it is. All the Western studios probably embrace are resisted their new embracing of NFTs. So they got to get rid of that and continue on to the future of NFTs in every Square Enix property. Yeah, but but we still have Yoshi P, who's who's also very resistant. They can always kick him off. They can be like, once you get 16 ship, we'll we'll fire you and then we'll add NFTs to everything. They could do it if they want. (laughs) If they did, there would be a backlash from 14. (laughs) Uh, yeah 
and Perry's bringing it up here in the chat on our, on Twitch. Is I, yeah. I'm believing it's a cult. It's That's a so speculative, future. though. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't want to put cultural motivations in other people's mouths when we don't really know the culture, right? <sighs> yeah, honestly, that would be a better discussion with Gaijin or mm-hmm. uh, or uh, Jume. That's uh yeah, so that was fun. So that that ties into our question of the week. Um well Perry apparently speaks Japanese, at very least types it, so maybe they understand the culture culture. <laughs> um but uh yeah, the uh as far as the um what is it? Uh this in the acquisition, what do you what are you hoping happens? Are you are you hoping that Gex comes back from the dead? Are we gonna see Gex the lizard back? Is that is that the new thing? Or what do you well, what are you hoping comes back? I'm hoping this means Deus Ex games are back on the table. But you, you just want to well, read more email. You damn right I do. I want to be Gex the Lizard in a Deus Ge- Deus Gex. <laughs> I want to be Deus Gex, and I want to read so much email. <sighs> Frantic typing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I definitely want another Deus Ex game. Uh, if this Gex. gives me another Deus Ex game, I'm happy. Yeah, and well, one of the cool things about this is the press release from the Embracer Group mentioned all the different, you know, a number of different series. You know, Deus Ex. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like they, they, they're they're very long video, which is very much investor oriented. Very, it, it talked about like basically, yeah, they want to invest in these in Tomb Raider in Deus Ex because they see them as as Legacy serious. Of pain. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't seem like they're buying it to like sell sell hats with uh, speakers in them or something. <laughs> yeah, no, just, no, Embracer. I mean, yeah, everyone's like still putting out good stuff under Embracer. So like, yeah, this should be good. Um, I, th- I think Embracer. Uh, you know kind of manages like the overhead but as far as like the studios go the studios are kind of left to their own devices to make the games which is how come you know like thq norca is still putting out good stuff because they they, they may acquire company? them but it's like well we're doing the overhead take well, the time I, you, you know hi. go make your games who makes well, my Plague Tale Ido's games? Montreal like sticks around because they make great games, but unfortunately, oh, they Focus haven't been you know huge financial successes. So, who owns Focus Entertainment? Are they part of this graph as well, or are they the, on their own? Uh, I do not know. Focus Home Interactive, or whatever it's called. All right. I just want to make sure my Plague Tale games keep coming. Uh, eagerly anticipating the... the second one. <laughs> All right, it doesn't matter. We, we spent too much time on it. All right, so that's going to be your question of the week. What do you want to see come out of this acquisition? I'm I'm voting for Ga- Deus Gex, and you you can't convince me otherwise. So cybernetic <laughs> lizards all the way across the sky. Ooh, all right. Now on to some less interesting news. Um, we have uh, Unexplored Two: The Wayfarer's Legacy coming on um, PC on May twenty seventh. Procedural open world action RPG, Steam, GOG, Epic Games, blah, blah, blah. There's a demo available until a couple days from now. You can see a trailer on our website. It is an action roguelike. <laughs> so, it's got some cool artwork. Procedural open world action roguelike. There you go. All right. Yep. <laughs> it does. And you can see this mouth come out of the water in the trailer. And, and that's 
yep that and then you can do see some gameplay too and kill giant walking eyeballs so go check that out i, I like to kill walking eyeballs eldest uh, yeah go ahead they are owned by Euronext nv okay so not part of this chart good all right. Eldest Souls is getting a free expansion. So if you know that, that is a roguelike or a Souls-like, excuse me, where you you have this giant blade that you upgrade into different shapes and you go kill giant bosses like you want to do in Souls-likes. So you can go check out more on that free expansion. It is on all the consoles, PC, PS4, 5, Xbox One, Series S, X, and Switch. And there's a sale for the game's half off right now. Thymesia. Wow, that- yeah. Oh, sorry. I was I was looking into Euronext, and they've been around since 1585. Okay, that's um, all right. So they went that's from like sh- shipping spices to video games. Is that how that works? <laughs> all right. I guess they used. Yeah, they. I mean, used to be on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange. They literally as, told the Plague Tale originally. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, they used to be known as Frankfurter. All right, they, they get my they get my vote if they were originally called Frankfurter, and they get my <laughs> they get my vote. Yeah, Frankfurter Wurtpapier Bors AG. Okay. On the Frankfurt Stock Exchange back to 1585. There you go. All right, Team 17 and Overboarder Studio have announced the RPG Thymesia has a release date of August 9th, 2022. We got a trailer of that. This is the one Josh and I couldn't tell if it was a regular action RPG or a um, Souls-like, but we're speculating it's a Souls-like because of um, the the attack animations are too cool for a game where you're not dying to them 7,000 times in a row. So we're, we're speculating Souls-like. But uh, yeah, um, you, you're a half-crow half, or half-root Oh gosh, you're half human, half raven hybrid known as Corvus. All right, that's cool. Um, I'm gonna look into right. this more. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably too hard for me to play, but uh, yeah, neato. And uh, oh, you get to draw the plague from enemies and use it in ability. That's a cool setting. All right, August. I gotta check that out in August. Something to keep on the radar. Yeah. Uh, also on people's radar is NIS Classics Volume Three, which now has a release date. Uh, that's the one that has La Pucelle Ragnarok and Rhapsody, a musical adventure. It's coming out for Switch in North America on August 30th and Europe on September 2nd. Uh, you can also buy them both individually on PC via Steam worldwide on August 30th. There's a new trailer showing off uh, La Pucelle Ragnarok. And let's see what else we got here. Yeah, some story details in the story. So go check that out. But there you go. Now you have a date late August for that NIS Classics Volume 3. Cool. Birthday gift birthday gift we also have some info on the next path of exile expansion um i feel bad i didn't get all into this this week so i can't give you a good overview like last time but alex fuller did um it looks like he attended like the press tour or whatever for it so got a full write-up on the site if you want lots of details on the new classes of sentinel um what how does this even work yeah there's a challenge league Uh, this is so confusing (laughs) <laughs> i mean considering all the how path of exile oh. keeps every single system they've ever made in the game yeah i know oh so it's not new classes for the player there's three classes of sentinels that stalk you around or that that attack you and so yeah so go check it out it's well, it's a mechanic it, for the the way the maps work in this expansion 
Go ahead. And the big thing is that controller support is coming to the PC version, so oh, it will be compatible right. with the Steam Deck. They're adding controller support. People wanted controller support for forever. Now we're adding it because Steam Deck. <laughs> Does that mean D- Diablo 3 on PC is going to get controller support finally? Ooh, is that how this is going to work? I, maybe. I, maybe, maybe not, only because that's still Blizzard. <laughs> Blizzard can say no. <laughs> All right. And uh yeah, new it already items. has controller support because of PS4 and Switch and whatnot. Yeah, as in it has controller support, but not on the platform you're playing. So go somewhere else. Play it there. How dare you ask for it on PC? How unbalanced that would be. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh if you want to check out the live stream, um we got the whole archive up in the story, so you can go get all sorts of details about Path of Exile and how the new what new crafts there are and stuff like that, and uh enjoy um planning out your very very large skill tree now night crawlers is coming out this year that's k-n-i-g-h-t this is the weird physics game that we saw josh right yeah yeah this is the weird physics game with the like the ragdolling but it has a giant chicken thing so i like that um (laughs) it'll be coming out quarter four 2022 on uh steam and it is it has a demo available now so um go Uh, check out the demo now I mean, as long as the uh, chi- giant chicken thing or I guess it's a bird. Can be fried. Yeah. It's just a bird, <laughs> not a chicken. But it's oh. huge. It's <laughs> yeah. a huge bird. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. All right. So you get to choose skills. It looks like there's cards or something going on. And it's a rogue game. Um, and there's lots of physics and blowing up things and making them fly across the screen. So go check that out. Um, if you're into something more traditional, we got Soul Hackers 2 is introducing Saizo. So if you want to see the character intro for that, they've got a whole video so you can see more about Saizo, the character. Um, is this all in Japanese? Oh, it's got title subtitles. So Yeah, all, right. it's, I, all their stuff has been subtitled in English. Yeah. So. You I can see it, some... Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is the character with the hat that they've been showing off. Yep. Got a hat. You don't get to see his eyes because he covers them with hair because that makes sense. But you get to see his very pointy teeth. So, it's it's anime dog. They don't have to explain anything. Oh, I guess he's dead, or is everybody dead in this game? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, so, it's soul, it's 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 soul hackers. So there's there's dead people. All right. Always dead people. All right. So he's dead, but that doesn't matter because it's an SMT game. Oh, there's his eye showing up for dramatic effect. Okay. All right. Oh. Uh, and then we have a trailer. Where they announced uh, that's a, a stretch. A release date for um <laughs> Wolfstride, the black and white mecha RPG. Um, which is to say they showed the logo and a mech in the background of that logo and no gameplay. <laughs> but it's coming out on May 10th. I assume there's other trailers showing gameplay already. We have an impression of the game up, so you can just click through to to watch that. Yeah, and see the kind of the mech stuff going on. Um, I don't know how this works. This does not look like a traditional mech game. It looks like more you're walking. Honestly, the screenshot I have here, it, it reminds me of Burger Time, the arcade game. You're climbing up and down ladders with a mech in the background. So I don't know what's going on. Burger mech in time. Burger mech in time. Of the big mech. Of the big mech, please. A uh, couple more release date announcements very quickly for you. If they no load. offense. No, I'm not, I love Mecha and I'm not interested. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I need to read it or see some more videos. Um, we have Lovecraft's Untold Stories 2 
have a release date of May 17th for PC, Mac, and Linux for 25 bucks. And we have Soldiers, S-O-U-L, has been pushed back. So we had previously announced some release dates or had one, but now it's been changed. It will be June 2nd on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. All right. Which now, that takes us to the new releases for the week. So, first off, we have Ayudan Chronicle Rising. Yes, that's that uh, adventure-style game that's going to be... Uh, in that Euden Chronicle world taking place uh, before the uh, game comes. So point and place. click or visual novel or what are we talking here? No, no it's action side scrolling action RPG. Yeah, and apparently it, it is also part of a backer reward, but I can't figure out what level you need to back at to get it. So I don't know if I'm going to get this or not. I was trying to figure that out. So if you backed Euden Chronicle out. properly, you might get this game for free. Yeah. But it's also going to be on Xbox Game Pass, so okay, it'll be there. Well, you're you're you covered like either way. Exactly. Dungeon Defenders Awakened is out for PS4 or coming out for PS4. I think it was already on PC. Uh, Salt and Sacrifice hits PC, PS4, and PS5. Wait, oh right, this is the new salt. Yeah, that's the newer one. Yeah, um, Z- yeah which is not on Steam. Oh, it's how is it on PC? Probably Epic then. Okay. ZHP Unlosing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man is hitting PC and Switch. Yeah, maybe, maybe go read the impression about that before you decide whether oh, to really? pick that up or not. Okay. Yeah, All right. really yeah. buggy experience. Mm. Yeah, apparently JC Servant was having a lot of problems with bugs on the Switch version specifically. We don't know about the PC version, but one of the other we were commenting about this because someone else had an impression where they didn't mention the issues he was having, and that was the European version. Interesting. So maybe so wait for a patch-based bug. Yeah, yeah, exactly. May see if they patch that. Yeah, it was um, it was specific to. So yeah, and again, his it was specifically happening. The game was crashing after forty-five minutes of gameplay every time. Oof. Yeah. Okay. We also have Makai Kingdom for PC and Switch. Is this one buggy too? I don't. Know. Hadn't heard yet. I don't I don't know who's doing that one. I mean, is this isn't this like the other NIS collection? Is the, Yeah, it is. It I don't, is part, I, don't, I haven't yeah. heard about that one if there's a difference or if they're both buggy or not. All right. Um we have Brigandine, the Legend of Runergia, Runergia. That's the PC port of the one that released on Switch mm-hmm. last year. Yep. And then we have Wolfstride for Switch we talked about earlier. Also have a couple hidden early access. Um we haven't organized this well, so I don't know if they're hitting it this week or not. But let's 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 take a look. First, we have Sigil of the Magi, which is coming to Steam Early Access in quarter three, and then we have Sea Horizon available on Early Access uh, now. <laughs> so, Early Access now. Uh, Sigil of the Magi looks to be some okay. It's a card based, um. Card-based deck-building game. Deck, deck-building strategy thing with a grid. And Sea Horizon is... What do we got here? It looks Tell me it's another narrative. roguelike. Yeah. Oh, it's it's got hexes and side, side, side view battles and cards. Yep, okay. Another side-scrolling, or another card-based adventure choose-your-own 
rogue everything's thing. a souls like or a card based game yeah now. okay um but that one you can pl- try out now okay and then editorial content we have uh hard west 2 has an impression and that's uh coming out of their open beta and there's a new trailer you can actually check out now for hard west 2 and a new story on our site so the impression is written by is it alex Zach. Uh, by Zach. Zach. Okay. So go check that out. See what he thinks about it. And then ZHP on losing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man impression. That's up as Josh pointed out earlier. So now that we've talked about what's coming out this week, I need to know what you're going to play. But first I'll tell you what I'm going to play because it's probably more Final Fantasy 14 along with, oh, right. So I've been, I've been trying other strategy games, right? So I've been looking for one to play on my switch. And my problem is the few there, you know what? There's not a play, lot of on the switch strategy. The, you know what? There isn't a lot of on the switch. Um, it's four X games. There's basically like two or three. And one of them is Civ six, which I've already played a lot. So I didn't want to play that again. Um, and while that's, I mean, if only there was some really good popular strategy game on switch that I could play that everyone really likes, um, but sadly, like there, sadly, there aren't any. Um, <laughs> no, I'm looking no, thought, for P- I'm looking for PC strategy games, a different style. Uh, yeah, I thought I I thought uh, Anna was monopolizing the Switch, anyways. Oh, we have two Switches. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we we are not we are not lacking Switches. Um, the the problem. Uh, so I've tried other like more traditional strategy and and stuff. So I tried. Well, okay. I tried Slay the Spire first because I'm like, oh, I can't find a strategy game I want to play. I'll play Slay the Spire. Everyone loves this game. And I played through it and I'm like, huh, this is not hitting for me. And I don't know why. So I feel real weird about Slay the Spire because people love Slay the Spire. So I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, so I just put that out there that people need to help me understand what I'm doing wrong for Slay the Spire. And then I tried Wargroove, which was also really popular. And it just got so repetitive and slow. And it's like, I don't like this. I want, if I'm going to do slow, I want it to be turtling strategies where I'm actually getting more powerful. And they just, this just felt like back and forth attrition on a map that made no sense. And it's like, I had to start the level over. Wargroove was made as like an homage to Advance Wars. Sure. But that probably means I'm not a fan of Advance Wars is what that likely means. (laughs) Oh, I thought you would have played Advance Wars. I did not. No. So, um, Chaos says, forget Slay the Spire, play Monster Train instead. And I don't have it on Switch, so that why that's why that wasn't an option. But you're right. I'm aware I should look into Monster Train instead. Okay. Um, okay. So we're going to put that aside. So in light of that, I'm either going to buy King's Bounty 2 on the Switch, which makes no oh, sense. No. no. <laughs> uh, that, apparently that game's horrible. Why? I, because you can break it. <laughs> chris likes to break things yeah but you're right maybe i shouldn't um and also they've probably patched the exploits that were shown off in the old videos so i'd have to find new ones or come up with some other ones do do Um, people patch the switch games um yeah yeah i i actually had a patch for there were a few times where i had to restart triangle strategy because of patches but i was thinking can't you uninstall the patch content Maybe I think you can. So I need to look into that. Uh, My problem is I don't want to spend sixty bucks on King's Bounty two. Yeah, (laughs) from what I've heard about that game. (laughs) 
that's a hefty investment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, Fanatical had one for PC the other day that yeah. I had shared, but you're looking for Switch. Yeah, um, that's a pro- yeah. All these things are better on on PC. They play better on PC. I have more flexibility with the patch state. There's more. Uh, they cost less. <laughs> like everything's better on the PC for this genre. I'm just sad. I want to play something on the Switch. I want to play it in the bed. But okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, so and I will not offer you one of my Super Robot Wars. So what I would probably play, what I probably, what I think I've ended up on is uh, Dune Spice Wars just hit early access. So that is made. That <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, I hear Spice Wars, and all I, all 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 my pic, all the pictures going through my head are the Spice Girls. Yeah, like fighting. That sounds like a mod that needs to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry for. The, the oh, I hope that's a mod they make. Replace the factions with the Spice Girls. That'd be great. <laughs> Someone needs to do that. All right. So Dune Spice Girls, I'll probably try out, and then Dune Spice Girls. There we go. Yep, <laughs> Dune Spice Girls, I'll probably try out. Um, I also picked up Planet Zoo and Jurassic World Evolution too. Okay. Um, so it's weird. I got Jurassic World Evolution two with a big discount that came from a bundle that had all the DLC for Jurassic World Evolution 1. So I'm kind of confused, like, should I be playing the first one or the second one now? Because I have all the DLC for the first one, but I also have the second one. What's better? I don't know. I'm very confused. <sighs> Video games. Does it matter? Right. Does it not matter? Just play both and whichever one's more fun to play, play that, probably. Um, Either yeah, way. Probably. Yeah. Um, so two very different park building experiences there. One with dinosaurs, one with giraffes. Um, a, 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 assuming I like the parking park building type things, I think that may spiral back into picking up a game called Parkasaurus on the switch, which is uh, only $25 and um, looks like it plays and runs better than, you know, King's bounty too. <laughs> So, I'm sure a lot of games do. Or I'm just going to completely over engorge, you know, because Stellaris was one of these strategy games too, and I'll just be fed up with strategy and it'll just be back to Final Fantasy 14 only. So that's where I'm at. So forget all that. So putting all that aside. Oh, Parkitect. I should look at Parkitect. Okay, cool. Um, thank you, Chaos. Oh, uh, Chaos also mentioned earlier uh, Monster Train. Yeah, yeah, I said that. Yeah. Um, so oh, okay. what are you going to play this week, Tim? Um,. Definitely more 14, of course. Um, and then it really depends on what I can find because I've gone through everything that was like, you must play this now, except for Kirby. But uh, as but it's like, I don't even know what I want to stream right now because I have I'm, my controller is still dead or dying. It's it's but it because it keeps um because i pulled the wire out of it part way it's like not staying connected well so you know i am just really don't know what i want to play i've been actually trying to finagle some of my emulators to work for uh streaming because oddly enough watching scar play lufia 2 so much <laughs> i kind of want to play lufia 3 <laughs> <laughs> and lufia 2 so and I and I can actually do that with a keyboard. I've done it before. So, um, so I'm so I've been messing around with some emulator. So we'll see. But definitely fourteen. I I need to be playing more fourteen. I need to be getting gear, um, from the new raid and from the new dungeon because the new dungeon gear is 
is awesome looking and the gear from the raid is awesome looking and I cannot wait for patch 1.18 so that way I can finally play with everybody. <laughs> okay. And what about you, Josh? Uh, once I figure out how the heck I own it, I'm I'm going to try and play some Uden Chronicles. Oh, Uden yeah, Chronicles. Yep. Uden Chronicles Rising. Uden Chronicles. Okay. That sounds like a plan. <sighs> I guess that's it I'm for I'm very show. excited to hear his take on this uh, Uden Chronicle side story. Because it's not, it's not being made by the, it's being, you know, overseen by the people, by the dude who's doing the main Uden Chronicles, a hundred heroes or whatever it's called, but it's not being made by them. No, of course not. <laughs> so we'll see how it is. Okay. But I mean, free on Game Pass, so why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it for the show, folks. I got to run because my wife's got a podcast to record in here in a few minutes. So thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. We'll be back here next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here on Twitch.tv slash RPGamer. If you would like to contribute to the show, you could do so by going to RPGamer.com, finding the show thread, and posting your response to the question of... Um, I didn't actually write it down. Um, what do you want to see... Want to see come out of the Embracer group acquisition mm-hmm. of square enix's oh my gosh western, western studios. studios this is so hard to write okay <laughs> me i'm voting for deus gex but we'll see what happens um <laughs> i think that's gonna call gonna do it for us we'll see you next week everybody bye 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 ah.